0: Welcome to the HOA Real Talk podcast. Real Talk is for homeowners and board members of homeowners associations. Most HOA podcasts are from attorneys or property managers. Real Talk is by a homeowner and board member and focuses on helping homeowners navigate living in a deed-restricted community. It also helps board members understand and become better at their role as a volunteer and leader of the community. The HOA Real Talk show is brought to you by Excellence in Action Podcasting, a high-definition listening experience that is unmatched in the world of sound, education, and entertainment. So let's be about it and get this show started. Please welcome the host of Real Talk, Mike Sancho.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to HOA Real Talk. This is episode nine. So you want to be a board member. That's right. We're going to talk about wanting to be a board member of a homeowner's association. Why do you want to run for your homeowner's association? We are going to discuss the reasons why you should run, what compels you to run, and then we're going to talk about why you should not run. I'm going to give you some reasons why I think you should not run to fill one of the vacancies or the openings on your homeowner's association's board. And then we're going to discuss what your role is as a board member so you fully understand what it takes. So at the end of this episode, if you're interested in running for your HOA board, hopefully this will give you some clarity. Uh, This is my personal opinions of why you should run for the board or why you should not. And hopefully after this episode, you can make an informed decision on whether or not you are ready to serve on your HOA board. If you get elected, you will be able to make a determination whether you should run for your HOA board. The bottom line is this. You want to do what? You want to keep your hood looking good and your property values high. If that's the reason why you want to run for your HOA board, more power to you. We need more folks like that. That just simply want to keep the hood looking good and property values high. So if, if that's why you want to run more power to you, I'm, a, I'm behind you 100%. Let's go. Let's get her done. Let's talk about the reasons why you should run for your homeowners association's board. And then I'll give you some examples of, of why I ran for the board and, and, and my current situation on how I became a board member for a second time. The first reason I think you should run for an HOA board is because you want to give back. See, there's nothing more noble in this country than volunteerism. The giving of one's personal time, energies, efforts, and skills to benefit others for no compensation is noble beyond belief. So you want to run because you believe in volunteerism and you want to give back to your community. That's an excellent reason and the best reason why you should run for your HOA board. Another reason you should run for your HOA board is because you have a specific skill set that will benefit the community. Here's the example of myself and why I'm back on my HOA board. In 2019, I did not run for my for one of the positions on the HOA board. I helped some neighbors get elected. I helped them run for the board. But I made it clear to them that, hey, I would like to serve as the treasurer of the association, because our bylaws clearly state that you need not be a board member to serve as an officer on the board. Why did I want to be treasurer? In my career, I've managed budgets up to $3.5 million. Our association's budget was just under $2 million And when I first served on the board in 2016 and 17, as board president at the end of my term, my two-year term, I left the association, we had a surplus. The two years to follow, we had each year a $100,000 plus deficit in each of those years. Because in my opinion, the board president and the treasurer did not know what they were doing. And they removed a treasurer who you know, asked all the right questions and was doing all the right things and, and someone who I actually coached. So I was like, hey, you know what? I don't have time to be on the board, but Guess what? Uh, I want to be treasurer. I can do that piece. I have a skill set. I have a specific skill set to lend to the to the association and to my community. And lo and behold, in 2020, you know, as treasurer, we finished the year with a $15,000 surplus. So you have a skill that you want to give back, you know, and, and that skill helps the community. If you're of the mindset that you want to be a part of the solution and not part of the problem, you should run for your HOA board. We need... Individuals who want to find answers and solutions to the problems, not individuals who want to create problems. So if you have the mindset, hey, I'm here to help. I want to find solutions. I want to be part of the solution. You should run for your HOA board. If you want to protect property values, run for your HOA board. It's about keeping the hood looking good and property values high. So if you want to protect property values, if you've seen since you've lived in a community, property values consistently dropping and you want to make a difference. And your platform is, hey, protect property values by all means. Get that letter of intent to run for the board in, get ready and get your campaign off the ground. If you think it's just time for a change, we've had the same board members for six years, seven years, eight years. And some HOAs, they've had the same board members for 10, 12, 15 years. Now, in Florida where I live, there's a state statute that says you cannot serve more than eight consecutive years on your board unless no one else runs. So now you're like, wait a minute, it's time for a change. Let's get some new blood in there. Run for your HOA board. If you feel the association is getting too many lawsuits, run for the HOA board. Those, those are my top reasons why I think you should run for your board. I'm going to give you reasons why I think you should not run for the board. If you are a self-serving individual... Stay away. If it's all about you getting on the board to serve your self interest, for example, you know, the pool is not open until 8 a.m. every day, but you want to do laps at 6 a.m., so you want to get on the board just to change the schedule, that's self serving. Stay far away. Don't run for the board. If you don't like the property manager, you just want to get rid of the property manager, don't run for the board. See, a lot of owners, they just hear stuff. They don't know exactly what the property manager is doing on a day to day basis. They don't care to learn, they don't care to have conversations with the property manager. They just see something they run with with uh accusations or rumors or whatever and now i want to run for the board because we got to get rid of the property manager wrong reason to run for the board you're going to run for the board because you got a fine or you received a violation notice, that is not a reason to run for the board. I've lived in my community for 11 years. I've received three violation notices. I have not been fined. Life gets in the way of being a homeowner. My first one was for not weeding my flower beds. You know what I did? I weeded my flower beds. I didn't decide to run for the board because the property manager gave me a violation notice. One time, I just totally forgot to bring my garbage can in at night. You know I didn't want to run the property manager out of town. And I got that violation notice, by the way, uh, this year while being a board member. You receive a violation, you receive a fine, that's why you live in a de-restricted community. Because we're gonna hold everybody accountable to make sure what? We keep the hood looking good and our property values high. So getting a fine or a violation notice is not a reason to run for the board. And and, and let me say this to some of the homeowners out there: 99% of the time you receive a fine because you ignored a violation notice. Or you think you know the rules better than the property manager. Or you decide to interpret the rules the way you want to interpret them. Or you think the rule is an unjust rule. You don't like the rule. Okay. so, So that's a whole different topic for discussion. But again... If you receive a notice, that's why you want to run for the board. My opinion, please don't run. You want to change the rules to make living in a deed-restricted community less restrictive. If you want to run for your HOA board because you want to make the rules less restrictive, stay away. Don't run. You moved into a deed-restricted community. You moved into an HOA-run community knowing that there are rules and regulations you must follow. If you didn't want to live under those rules and regulations, then you shouldn't have moved into a deed-restricted community. Restricted community or HOA run community. I argue that being in those this type of community, if you're gonna change rules, it's to make them more restrictive, not less. So if you think you're gonna change rules to make them less restrictive, please don't run. If you have Napoleon Complex and you need to be in charge at work, I'm the boss. So where I live, I need to be the boss. That's the wrong mentality. Don't run for the board. Because you want to be in charge is not a reason to run for the board. If you don't personally, personally like Some of the board members, that is not a reason to run for the board. Leave your personal conflicts out of it If you have a beef with one of the board members Go to a board meeting and then afterwards speak to the individual You know, if, if you felt disrespected at a board meeting You know, during the pandemic on a, on a Zoom call You know, a Zoom uh, board meeting You know, the board president said to turn off your microphone Address it with that board member, you know there's, there's no reason to run If that's your reason, please, you know, give me a break That's not a good reason to run And th- there's many other reasons not to run Right? But those are my, my top reasons. And remember, this is just my opinion. Now, I am going to share a story with you. When I first got on the board in 2016, I got elected with a, uh, there was two positions open, myself and another uh, individual got elected to the board. I did not know this at the time, but the board member that got elected with me had received a violation, didn't remedy the remedi- violation, argued that there was no violation. The Covenants Committee found that there indeed was a violation, backed the board, which then resulted in the fine being levied. The homeowner didn't pay the fine, so on and so forth. So we finally went into court and, in essence, sued the homeowner. Well, come to find out that this homeowner ran for the board because he wanted to end the lawsuit. And and I'm like, what? And it was funny to me that somebody, I just find that comical that you would think that you're going to be successful in that. My first meeting with the collective board with our attorney obviously she could not attend the meeting and she tried to fight tooth and nail saying as a board member i am obligated to attend the meeting with our attorney against you right that 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 didn't last long right Uh, obviously she didn't attend the meeting but you see you know situations like that that's not a reason why you should run for the board okay you're gonna be crystal clear on this right true intentions are what we want in board members what you should be doing now so i gave you reasons why you should run for the board reasons why i think you should not run for the board now the roles of a board member let's say you run for the right reasons you get elected to the board the first thing i would i would recommend you do right so so i'm going to break this this piece down into two parts one what are the responsibilities of individual board members and number two what is the responsibility of the collective board right so you understand how this functions because this will also give you insight as to whether or not, you know, you have all the right reasons why you want, want to run. But then you may realize, hey, wait a minute, uh, I should not run. You know, I, I can't live to those expectations. So as an individual board member, you're elected. You got to do a couple of things. Number one, take a course on, on being a board member. Number two is reach out to former board members. Reach out to them and ask them questions such as what were the challenges you faced? What were the good things about being on the board? What were you hoping to accomplish as a board and as an individual board member? Have a conversation to learn more about the board and the dynamics that you are now part of. Second responsibility that you have as a board member is to be educated about the problems facing your community and taking the time. Being a board member is time, it is time consuming. So you have to have the time to read the emails, to read the letters, to be knowledgeable about problems and solutions because you will, you will be voting on them and making decisions. Your third responsibility as a board member is to know how you're going to vote before you show up to the board meeting, right? It goes with the, the last point I just made. Get all your ducks in a row, learn everything. You should have an idea how you're going to vote. You you should be in the in, on the yay or the nay side of the vote heading into the board meeting, and then maybe at the board meeting something compelling is shared that makes you change your vote. Just you know anything short of that, then you know how to vote. The next thing you have as far as responsibility as a board member is to be prepared. You owe it to the owners and you owe it to your fellow board members. and You owe it to your property manager to be prepared for the board meeting. Review the agenda, review the minutes from the previous board meeting. I mean, you're going to be voting on accepting the minutes or not. So read the minutes, read the materials, go through your board packet. If you have questions, ask them ahead of time, be prepared. You owe that to, the, to your membership. You owe that to your fellow board members. And the last tip I have for you is be prepared from day one to find your successor. Who is going to replace you when you decide not to run for the board again? groom someone else to run for the board and, and how do you do that right G- get some people on committees get them involved in committees first test the waters get them involved uh, in decisions have conversations but like start grooming your replacement responsibilities of the board the collective responsibilities right so this is going to help inform you as, as to whether or not you should run for your board or not right this is my opinion on what boards should do. We recently had a board member who said, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Very perplexed by that comment. Board members are not supposed to be doing enough or more. We are lucky in my association. Now, I'm on some Facebook groups where there are communities that do not have property managers. I cannot talk about that. I have no experience there. And on a future episode, I will bring on some of those board members hopefully as guests to talk about those type of communities. So today I'm not going to cover that. Today my opinion is, is mostly for it is for homeowners associations that have a property manager. As a board, you do not get involved in operations. The property manager runs the day-to-day operations of your community. The board is at a 30, 30 000 foot view. They oversee the the day-to-day operations and they do not get into the weeds. Number one, do not get involved in operations. I was CEO of a nonprofit. I used to tell my board chair, your board, my operations, my staff. Your board, my operations, my staff. It's not the board's role. I remember I told you earlier on that my neighbor wanted to run. We both believed that board members were overstepping their boundaries. I witnessed board members go to my neighbor's. Ring the doorbell and say you have a violation, you need to fix this. And I'm like, yo, that's not your role. That's the property managers role. A letter needs to be issued. We have rules and regulations. We witnessed board members go on people's property and rem- and try to remedy the situation. For example, you know, we had a rule that said you couldn't have your garbage cans had to be inside your garage. I've witnessed board members take someone's garbage can and walk and put it in their open garage. That is not your role board members, the board collectively don't get in the weeds. You don't run the day-to-day operation. The next thing that a board does collectively is they make decisions when the property manager is unable to make the decision for whatever reason. They may not uh, have the rights to make those decisions. They may be restricted in decisions they can make, or it you know it's a valid change that's something different. Property manager... Has a flexibility, has been empowered to make decisions to run the day to day operations of the community. Uh, but there's certain things property managers cannot make a decision on. Property manager cannot decide to issue a fine to a homeowner. They can recommend a fine, and the board makes that decision. Property manager cannot decide to change the landscaping vendor. They can recommend changing the landscaping vendor. They go get bids, and then the board makes a decision. So, board makes decisions when property manager cannot. The board is responsible for overseeing the finances, right? The treasurer is the key person that oversees it, reports to his or her fellow board members and collectively to make decisions on finances. The entire board does not get involved in creating the budget. The property manager and the treasurer and the finance committee work together and put forth a draft of the budget that then the board gets involved in. So, again, the, the, the roles and responsibilities of the board are, are not a whole lot, right? Right. Uh A lot of folks think that, you know, as a board member, I've got to be, you know, making sure that the rules are enforced. No, that's what you have a property manager for. The the board must ensure compliance to laws and governing documents. All the board has to do is make sure, A, are we following the advice of our HOA attorney? Where are the governing documents? Are they being adhered to? Uh, Are the common areas being maintained? You know, is the property manager enforcing the HOA rules evenly? So what are some of the legal duties of HOA? board members right you have a duty of care uh legally you are obligated to make informed decisions you're obligated to display a duty of loyalty you must act in good faith for the benefit of the entire community and decisions cannot be based on personal interest and you cannot use your status as a board member for personal gain act within as a, as a board you should act within the scope of your authority and as a board member i want you to be aware of this you are protected From liabilities. Because you're volunteering, you're receiving no compensation, you individually cannot be sued. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell, why, you know, uh, you should run for the board, why not, and the duties of individual board members and the collective board. A quick recap, reasons why you should run. You want to give back, you're into volunteerism, noble cause. You have a skill that lends itself to helping the community and your fellow homeowners. You have the mindset you want to help find solutions and answers to problems. You don't want to be a part of the problem. You want to be a part of the solution. You want to what? Keep your hood looking good and property values high. So you want to protect those. You believe there's time for change. You've just had the same people running the board for many, many years, and it's really time to to move on. Another reason that, that I believe you should run for the board is because you see that the association is involved in too many lawsuits and you want that to end. Here's why you should not run for the board because you have it self-serving. You have a selfish reason to run for the board. You want to get rid of the property manager. You shouldn't run for the board if you have conflicts or or dislike other board members or or some of the board members. Uh, you should not run for the board if you received a violation or a fine and you just think that was wrong and you just want to become a board member and change that. And, you know, changing rules is they ain't that easy. You want to. Make the rules less restrictive, right? You you, you agree to own a home in a de-restricted community, live under the rules and regulations, and then you're like, wow, it's too restrictive. I'm, you know, I'm going to run for the board and change them, and make them less restrictive. You shouldn't run for the board if you have that mentality. If you have Napoleon Complex and you want to be in charge and you've got to be in charge, you're, you're the boss at work, you want to be the boss of the community, that's not a reason to run for your HOA board, right? Those are the reasons not to run. Individual responsibility as a board member, it's time consuming. You got to give up time. You got to be prepared for meetings. You got to learn what it is. You got to take a course on you know, being a board member, you know, first time board members, uh my advice is seek advice from previous board members, get feedback, also groom your successor, find somebody that, you know, when you decide you no longer to do this, that you can get them to run. And and also, you know, be prepared for board meetings. Learn the materials to make informed decisions. As a as a whole, the collective board responsibilities is do not get in the weeds. You're from a 30,000 foot view. You don't get involved in day-to-day operations. That's the property manager's role. You're at a 30, 30 foot view. You provide support. You provide resources to the property manager so they can do their job effectively, do it well to keep your hood looking good and property values high. You do that from a 30,000 foot view. Uh, the board's role is to make decisions when, when the property manager cannot. And again, do not get in the weeds. Your, your role is not to enforce the rules. Uh, your role is to make sure rules are enforced enforced evenly and no one's being discriminated against. In a nutshell, that's episode nine. So you want to be run for your HOA board. You want to be an HOA board member. Uh, hopefully this advice gives you some room to think and either confirm that you're running for the right reasons or confirm that maybe now's not the time for you to run for your HOA board. Okay. Hopefully you can make an informed decision with the advice I've given. Until our next episode, be well and be safe, my friends.
0: The views and discussions heard on this podcast are the opinions of the host and guests and are not to be taken as legal advice. You do not go on social media for your legal advice, so do not come to HOA Real Talk either. However, if you do go on social media for legal advice, all I can say is you're screwed. Being a board member is time-consuming.